everybody, and welcome to Say Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week, every single week. And that is how we do it here. That is how we have a flawless opening, even though I totally almost messed it up. Because, <laughs> um, like, I hit the button, and I was like, wait, is it started? Oh, it started. Oh, yeah, I got to talk now. It may have been, like, um, the quickest we've gotten into a record, too. We were just like, we're on. Okay, we're good. <laughs> you ready? We're ready. We're Go. Ready. We're just, uh, no bullshit. We're just going to start. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts of the Sarah Report Jr., Dale Decker. And I'm the other host of Say Report Junior, Zach Sarawick. Yay! Yay! <laughs> We've got our names out in like within a minute. Yeah, Yay! This is, this is going flawlessly. I can't wait to see what train wreck happens in the middle of the show. Well, um, you're about to ask me what I did this week, and I, I don't have an answer yet. So <laughs> let's see. We can just scramble. We can just scramble. This is um very unusually. Uh, an earlier recording for us. We're not going to hide anything for you guys. We're not recording on our usual night. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a, a lot to say. So this should be interesting. <laughs> right? Right? Yes, we're good. Right? We're Answer good. me, Zach. Stuff. I'm good. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So So how was your couple of days? Uh, pretty good. Long weekend, long, long weekend. Yeah, it's so um, deep. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for my job, I had to go an hour out of town dragging along boxes full of hats and shirts and pennants and water bottles and lanyards to <laughs> set up in a Ooh, high school cafeteria lanyards. for four hours. Ooh, lanyards. You were, in a, hi- you were in a cafeteria? Yeah, that- so... Wow. So for whatever reason... Uh, we have a campus in the next town, uh, one of the next towns over, um, and the athletic director decided that we were going to do like a big thing where we went to their high school because our campus doesn't have a gym there. Mm-hmm. So we were part of their high school, and we're going to have our volleyball team play there and play their game there, and we're going to make it just like one of the games here in town, and that's all great, except we have to get there. <laughs> um, how how far just... of a drive is it? 45 minutes to an hour, depending on wow. how, how how over the speed limit I feel like risking. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, New Mexico's weird about that, man. Even if you've got an in-state, God forbid you have an out-of-state license plate because they will pull you over for any reason they have. But yeah. if you've got an in-state license plate, like it's like a 65-mile-an-hour road between here and that town. And if I go above 70, if I go 72, I risk being pulled over. Like that's the... That's how strict they can be sometimes. Yeah, so. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> For I, a I, very I, empty one-lane road through the desert, <laughs> they are just waiting for someone to just well, go yeah, over 70. they need 70. something to do. They yeah. need something to do. So they if really, you're really that do. Once, you're, if you're that one schmuck who's coming through being like, this would be fine anywhere else, I'm fine. Yeah. It's not like I'm reckless. They're no, like, I'm no, going, no, I'm going I need to do line. something. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something with my day, with my shift, uh, and now you are stopped and pulled over. Um, so, then we, so we get there, and they had just built this gym in this whole complex, like, in the last, like, two years. It's mm. beautiful little cafeteria, gym, like, it's all their administrative offices. That's great. Also, no signal inside the building. <laughs> and they've got Wi-Fi, but you need a password. And so, like, for about an hour, 
it was the first hour I'd spent in a long time without internet access. Wow. And very, not very much nothing to do. And I went insane. And <laughs> so you actually like, had to watch the game. Wait, no, you're yeah, in the cafeteria. No, but even I'm, you're not in the the, caf- I'm not in the gym, so I can only see what I can see of the. So, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing was set up weird, too. So you've got the cafeteria. They've got their concession stand, like, right in the middle. Like, picture a concession stand. And then two doors on either side of that going into the gym. And then in the little uh, hallway of those two doors is the bathrooms. Men's on one side, women's on the other. And so I happened to be positioned where my table was set up that I could see through the door that was also right next to the women's room, Mm -hmm. which also meant that if I wanted to go sneak over and watch a little bit of the game, I had to hover Outside of the women's room for a few <laughs> times, which just you know you can't do without like can't do that. Forty-nine-year-old guy can't do that in high school. No, it doesn't matter if it's ten o'clock at night or not. So <laughs> probably worse at ten o'clock at night. Now that I say that out loud. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do it at any time of the day and not look yeah. like a creep. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a tough situation uh, you're in. So so I would like to introduce this 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 old concept of books to you. I didn't. So here's the thing. So <laughs> I was thinking about that. I have been rereading Phantom Tollbooth and I was yes. so excited about that. And I left it at home. <laughs> I got like, I got 20 minutes out the door and I was like on the highway and I went, crap, I'd have nothing with me. <laughs> That's even worse. And so I in my feel- head, I was like, well, I guess I'll just be on Twitter for a few hours. And then I couldn't do that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's, well, I feel like they have to set up high schools like with a Wi-Fi blocker or something because kids nowadays would like pay attention to nothing. And yet, like, do you want to hear the more annoying part out of all of this? Yeah. Because <laughs> as you say that, so eventually, run into one of the maintenance workers, ask them, you know, is there a password to the Wi-Fi? Is there any way we can? Am I allowed to get yeah. that, or is that like administrative? Like, oh no, no, here's the password. Write it down for me. Great. It's like awesome. I got Wi-Fi. I go, I sit down, I log in on my phone, and all of a sudden, a login screen pops up on my phone asking for a username and a password. Oh, no. Because in this school where they have gone through the trouble of blocking your cell phone signal and your data signal, the students with their student ID get a Wi-Fi log on. Oh, my God. Well, they got to learn. They got to learn that that's going to happen. Any hotel you go to, any business like, usually. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, they were so happy. It was just like, it was the fact that the guy was just so happy to hand me the Wi-Fi pass. He and probably like, yeah, here it is. Don't worry about it. He probably knew. He's like, yeah, I'll give him the Wi-Fi. Can't do anything <laughs> yeah, with it. I was like, this is why we will give it to anybody, because <laughs> you're just doesn't matter. <laughs> you carrying an axe? Yeah, uh, Wi-Fi passwords. Uh, and then probably salt in the wound of the whole night is I made more money that night than I have at any of the home oh, games here no. on campus, at any of the volleyball home games here on campus. Oh, that's tough. Because everybody in Deming was just so excited that we were out there. They got to see what the bookstore had finally. <laughs> I was like, are you? So I can't even go back and be like, well, never again, because I literally made 10 times the money. (laughs) Well, now, now for the future, you will be prepared. You will have a you will have an emergency book. Yep. You will (laughs) maybe buy a little hotspot. Don't buy a hotspot. Do not buy. Do not buy a personal hotspot, please. (laughs) 
Don't no, I'll just, that. I'll just, I'll still, I'm just, I'm never reading the, I'm not going to finish Phantom Tollbooth until it's sitting off to the side somewhere and I can go and like, well, I'm going to be stuck somewhere with that Wi-Fi. I'll get through another 30 pages of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, as you were saying that, so <clears throat> I'm really bad with when it comes to books and reading, um, which is a sentence that I don't know. Um, I like to read, but I, I don't read. If that makes sense. Oh, oh like, no. I'm currently lit sitting here looking at bookshelves and piles of books around my apartment. Yeah. And I <laughs> don't know how many of them have actually been read. Yeah. So you are not alone. Yeah, because I'll, like, <laughs> I'll see a cover to a book and be like, oh, that looks really interesting. I'll like, read the little synopsis. I'm like, yeah, dystopian world. Okay, I'll read that. Oh, you have, you, you, you're a high school student and you have magical abilities? I'll read that. Oh, you're, you're. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm just coming up with stupid. You're reading. Ideas. You're reading the types. <laughs> you're reading the types of books that the people Ethan from would French never write. Would absolutely hate. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking, that YA. Ah, oh, God. That <laughs> YA speech is like. But those are the books I like. Why you gotta? Why you gotta insult me, show? <laughs> um. But yeah, like I. I remember going to the dollar store with with my friend Joe from college. And, uh, ooh, friends from college. Um, we knew each other in high school, though. Better, better so, friends like, from college. Better, better friends, friends from who college. are better people than the ones Exactly. <laughs> so, but I remember we, we went to a, um, a dollar store, and I saw a book, and it was like a steampunk book. It was, the cover was like three girls, and they like were transported into a dystopian like steampunk world, and they needed to... like help the the people of the world or something like that i don't know and i was like oh man i really want i want this book but i didn't like have any money on me so i was like joe can you please just buy this for me it's a dollar i will get you back he's like are you gonna read it i'm like probably i think i will i (laughs) i will read it totally i was like i was like (laughs) i will read it i will read it i will do that and he was like, fine. So he bought it for me. And it is, I have never opened it. <laughs> Literally. Uh, we bought it. It was put into a bag. We went to school and it was like shoved under my bed. Or like shoved uh, in my closet for the rest of the school year. So like, went, sorry, Joe. <laughs> that I, I lied a, to you. I went through a little bit of a period in like college and and just after like where I was I wasn't living at home anymore. I was like, had my own job and I was going to school and I was making money. I was like, oh, this is great. And so my big thing was I'd go to like Savers and other like thrift stores and go through their um, their used book section. Yeah, and great. literally I would buy every Stephen King I didn't own as I was going through because, you know, in the like 80s and early 90s, people like my parents were buying up Stephen King like he was going out of style. Yeah. Jokes on them. Forty years later, um, <laughs> spying up Stephen King like he's going out of style, and then at some point realizing that they have no space in their house and just dumping those at at thrift stores yeah. and used bookstores. So I've got almost everything, and it's a weird collection of like large print editions and library editions oh, that were wow. donated. That's and awesome. yeah, that's and awesome. like and like heart like everything that's come out in the last like probably five or six years, brand new that he yeah. has put out. If I don't buy it myself, my parents will buy it for me for Christmas. That's like awesome. it's almost guarantee. And so like I had it arranged really weird. So 
the way my brain works. So I've got like a whole belt bookshelf just of the Stephen Kings. Nice. I'm really staring at it right now. Nice. Um, and the way I have it set up, first off, in chronological order of how they came out, because of course. And then, <laughs> and then I've got the ones that I haven't read tilted on their side. So I remember oh. which ones are the ones I haven't read yet. Oh, so I'm staring that's... at one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Stephen King books I haven't actually finished reading. That's innovation. That is yeah. having them on their side. It's like a permanent, like, you haven't read a sack. Like, when you gonna turn us right side up? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh. That's that's innovation. I like that. That is a very cool way to arrange books on a shelf it's the only the only ones i don't like I, i'm so mad there's like a couple of his regular novels and then the, the richard bachman's the crazy crazy richard bachman's that he wrote that are like thinner in rage uh <laughs> um, it annoys me that i don't have like a like i i, I emptied out all of the stores in town there's none left in, wow. in silver wow. <laughs> wow that's impressive it's like i did that none of you can have have any of this because no, i because i've had friends i've had friends too or i was like i've talked about my my stephen king collection They're like, yeah, and you'll never let me borrow them I'm like no <laughs> i've got i've got literally three of the or four of the original of the seven uh sin city comic books like the original yeah. run oh wow where if you put them next to each other they had like a they have a, a drawing of like nancy on the side mm -hmm. if you put them on the spine i'm missing three of them because <gasps> i lent them out in high school and never got them back so no i don't lend my books out anymore <laughs> yeah that's a lesson because you can't because you can't sucks. get them anymore no, they don't you can't. That run anymore <laughs> that's awful that oh do you know who you do you know who you lent them to still I do, but I don't think he remembers where they went because oh, it was oh. over 10 years ago now. You just got to be like, hey, remember like 10 years ago? Next time I'm in Rhode Island, I'm just going to like, let's take a trip back to your childhood home yeah. and just start digging through boxes. Yeah, because like, make a day of those. it. <laughs> make a day of it. Um, yeah, no, uh. I, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I just, I love the imagery of books. Like, I love the idea of books in, in, in stories or in movies or anything like that. It's, I just, I just am really bad when it comes to actually, like, sitting down and reading them. And I think it comes from, like, elementary school where they were like, we're forcing you to read 25 books during the year. And if you do it, you get a prize. Absolutely. That's exactly like, what I went through, too. That's not that doesn't make me want to read because I am a slow reader. I by nature, I am a very slow reader. Um, and I don't know if it's because I get like distracted by things around me or what. But like I have I have to reread paragraphs and all of that. So it's just something that has happened. So I was always the kid who was falling behind having like five books when everybody else around me had 15. And I'm like, I'm never, I'm never, go I'm not going to surpass them. I'm not going to do it. Like there's just no way that I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> so yeah, it, I was, so I was really bad in high school with that. With yeah. that too. And so it came to the point where it's like, well, Time to lie. <laughs> like, I would, and the kicker was like, we would have to write book reports sometimes or like write a little synopsis. I'm like, all right, first chapter, last chapter, let's do this. 
And yeah, I would flub and and lie about my page numbers all the time because it was based on page numbers too. It was so weird. The oh yeah, way because that everybody got it. the same exact copies that the school had, yeah. so they all knew where everybody's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So like, well, it's a combination of that, but then we also had like our own twenty-five that we had to read. So like, oh, I'm geez. like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I think it was like sixth grade or something. Um, I'm not even going back to middle school because, uh, I mean, elementary school, because I don't remember how it was in elementary school. The only thing I remember about elementary school is that um, one of my teachers, he was like actually like one of the people who was like, I'm going to get you to read because I have found a book that I know you will enjoy and that you will enjoy the characters and you will. It is an easy read. You can do this. And it was called The Hank Zipster. Uh, it was called Hank Zipster. The world's most under the world's biggest underachiever or whatever and it was written by henry winkler oh wonderful yeah so <laughs> it was about like henry winkler kind of it was like kind of about his childhood in a way uh but it's about a kid named hank zipster who is dyslexic and like has like a tough time going through school and everything and it's just like it's a good like i the, the characters are great he has a little sister like and <laughs> it truly did make me want to read but then in middle school it's like can't really read hank zipster anymore because i'm in middle school what else am i gonna read so and it was just on top of like what i had to do for coursework as far as reading it's like you guys are just shoving these books in my face and expecting something that is not gonna happen (laughs) like so yeah it's weird it's it's weird school yeah. is weird Let's well i mean and like... it's it's just like it's just so not conducive to the like you said to the way that people want to like sit down and read when mm. they have time there have been books that i have read in a day yeah. because like i had nothing else to do and i just wasn't getting bored with the book so i just kept going yeah and then there have been times where it takes me four months to get through 200 pages because i'm distracted doing a thousand other things exactly and so like Especially when I got into college and I was a English major and it was like I'm taking four classes at a time, five classes at a time. And they're like re- each of them was like, oh, yeah, you're going to read like yeah, five to ten books. But it's OK. You're, you know, that's like ten pages every night for you from here to the end of the semester. So that you then have to multiply that. Else. The problem, Yeah, the problem was all of my classes were making that decision. <laughs> and so it's not eight to ten books or whatever it's like almost 50 books in a semester at a time because every one of them is expecting you to read a book in a week (laughs) and so it's like it's it's like hold on hold on let's take a breather i actually even remember in somehow in high school my one of my i think it was my junior english teacher got away with reading (laughs) with us reading east of eden by john steinbeck oh okay um, which, by the way, has a James Dean film that you might yes. want to look up yes, one day. Yes, it does. Yes, um, it does but have a James Dean the, film. Because he's playing, I think, he's playing the son of, like, the main character from the book. Because the book actually spans, like, two or three generations. Okay. And I think the movie only expand, only does the one um, where James Dean and his brother are, like, the youngest of them. Mm. Um, I, don't, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. Maybe it goes a little more than that. But I remember... We kept the book, and uh, I did exactly what I always did in high school, which was eh, skimmed a little bit and just kind of assumed I'd pick up stuff when we talked about it in class. That is yes. Then, That's and, how you get through high school. 
And then, but then we're sitting there and we're reading passages in class and we're talking about what happened. And suddenly it's like, well, this guy killed his brother because of this. And this woman has gone completely crazy from syphilis in her house. And though this guy, he's losing all of his money because he put his money in this like new technology in the fifties that went bankrupt. And all of a sudden I'm like, I need to read this book. What am I missing? (laughs) I realized that we're like now three fourths of the way through this book. How do I get my hands on this after I after this class is done? Because I'm not doing it in the next like two weeks. And like I remember very clearly, like one of the first I ended up getting it for like Christmas or something the year after because I had told someone in my family I was like, I think I need to read East of Eden. <laughs> I think I'm gonna read that. And I remember them looking at me like I was crazy because that is not a book that you read as a 11th grader in high like a public high school yeah, that no. is just not one of the like other John Steinbeck books you read all the time Grapes of Wrath, Cannery yeah. Row, all of that in fact Cannery Row was like on one of my like senior reading lists or something but East of Eden is not a book that it's like a 500 page book about the like rise and fall of this crappy like dust bowl family that starts with like their the grandfather coming back from the civil war and ends with their the grandsons one of which ends up killing his brother like Cain and Abel style oh, like geez. it's wow. it's a crazy novel that's insane that's insane yeah that is like all supposed to be about how like oh how America was changed between the civil war and the next like fifty years after and all this craziness. <laughs> Going into like going into like the Great Depression, and it's like, and it's like, I, 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 I couldn't, I could not believe that that was a book out there that existed that I could be reading, and I was sitting here skipping it. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my god. Um, to go back to the Hank Zipser thing, because I just need to, I need to say it. Um, when I said that I read Hank Zipser, it was like the first time I actually really read. Um, I need to par- like reframe that and say my mother read them to me because <laughs> uh, I just again was like I need to read these and I I can't read and she enjoyed well I can read I can read but <laughs> I was like I can't read fast enough I'm not gonna be able to get it done for school um so she would like sit with me and read it with me or and read it to me so that I could still like get the story and everything um, but yeah, so I, I think I've only finished like, like fully finished maybe like four books in my life. I would say if, if listening to them work for you, I would definitely say like audiobooks are yes, so, awesome for that. So, I re-listened to the entire Dark Tower series last year yeah. because I was able, because I have an Audible subscription. It was great. Yeah. Cause I, so I've been, I've been thinking about that more because like I think about, I think about like how in in um, my junior year we had our summer reading book was the Hunger Games. Like before the Hunger Games movie came out, before Hunger Games became this huge thing, that was my um, going into my junior year. That was my summer reading book, and I procrastinated, waited until like the week before school to read anything about it. But I got it on tape, and. I listened to the entire tape while reading along with the book. So, and I, and I loved it. Like I was able to have big conversations and all of that. And then I did that with the last lecture too, where that was my senior year summer reading book. And I'm like, I should just do this. And yet I haven't. <laughs> um, Cause like, there are also a bunch of books. Like I said, like that, that crazy one I found in the dollar store 
Like that is one that does not is probably not going to have an audiobook. So it's like I do have to just sit down and read it. And I do want to. Like it's still I still know where it is. Like I just had my hands on it the other day. <laughs> so it's like I still want to read this. It's just it's it's big and I you know, it's kind of clunky to be carrying around with me and you know, it's when will I have the time to like sit down and enjoy a book? Like I've been trying to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy since I graduated college. <laughs> I ended up reading the entire five books because um, I don't I don't remember if it was a gift or if I bought it, but Barnes and uh, no, yeah Barnes and Noble has those like beautifully mm. leather like faux leather bound like giant tome books like yep. their their library that they have. Yep. Um, I so I've got let's see I've got the Arabian Nights I've read like a third of it. <laughs> that was one of those ones where I was like, ah, between books, I'm going to go and dip in. But <laughs> that doesn't work when I don't read other books to get in between. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also, um, if you don't read it for so long, like for me at least, uh, there are books where I start and I just stop them. And it's like, oh, I should finish that. But I'm not going to remember anything. Right. So I need to start at the beginning. <laughs> like, just a but vicious this, cycle. <laughs> yeah, but they've got this beautifully bound version of <clears throat> the entirety of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy all mm. five books and mm -hmm. so it was nice to just sit down have one book in front of me just run right through it as opposed to yeah like going out and searching for all of them mm -hmm. and that kind of thing yeah Devin Devin actually gave me like a, a a whole collection um of hitchhiker i it might be the same collection that you're talking about for my for a graduation like on mm. my graduation day he was like this is your graduation present. Like these are books that I love and like I want to share with you. Um, and I and I started Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I do love it. Like it is, it's such a cool world, and it's like it it's built beautifully. And I've seen the movie, so like I can I'm like comparing things to the things that I remember from the movie, and it's great. But it's like I just don't have like I always have it on me i have a copy of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy on me at all times so i can like if i need to just sit down somewhere and read like i have it but then i feel like i don't have enough time to like actually if i get into a chapter like i don't want to stop you know right so it's just weird it's it's such a weird thing that i can say that i love but i don't actually like participate it in it a lot like Devin and my mom are able they they read Harry Potter and so like I remember we went on a plane ride and I think Devin read uh Deathly Hollows like within the plane ride and it was only like six it was like maybe a like a six hour maybe a four hour flight and I was like that is so cool to me I don't think I could do that yeah but yeah no I mean it's, 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 it's I mean it's crazy especially when it's it's also really weird when you're like in the mood to read and you sit down and do it and then you get like 20 minutes into it and all of a sudden you're like well i think i'm done crap because <laughs> then you had to feel guilty that you're yeah. not reading more yep. um i remember when harry potter came out uh because we got the first we got philosopher's stone like by accident we were like i remember very Philos clearly our, wait is it I said Philosopher's Stone, didn't i yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. i watched I was so a confused, lot of TV, everybody <laughs> I watch a lot of British TV, and I haven't read the Harry Potter books in a long time. Anyway. Okay, hold on. I got so... I was like, have I been wrong my whole life? Here's the thing. Is it the Philosopher's Stone? So, no, well, I mean, 
the the actual artifact from mythology also called the philosopher's stone yes. not just yes. not just jk rowling he didn't just make that up so the problem is that i have in the intervening years <laughs> since the last red sorcerer's stone I have probably heard Philosopher's Stone come up a thousand times mm. in a thousand different things, yeah. um, like anime, like uh, what's it called, brother? Oh God! Oh God! The alchemy anime. What is it? Um, oh my God! Um. Oh, hold on. Full hold Metal on. Alchemist. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Like, I was gonna... Alchemist is all about them looking for the Philosopher's Stone, yes. and I've heard like D and D podcasts where they've used the Philosopher's Stone, Stone as an artifact, and so and I did not even realize that that came out of my mouth until you got <laughs> confused by it. I was, yeah. Um, I like looked. Anyway. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> is but, there another book that I don't know? Yeah. Of? It's That's also awesome. very possible that the last time I even laid eyes on that book, I was in Epcot Center in the British area of Epcot Center where they sell the Philosopher's Stone, Stone version. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's also where I got the novelization of uh, Princess Bride, which might be one of the best books I've ever read. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. I would uh, love to read that. Like I would love, but, but I don't think I would. I don't think I yeah. would read it. <laughs> um, but I remember, we, like, uh, my my grandmother, like, apparently just went into a Borders one day, and there was a display of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. uh, and she had never heard of it. None of us had ever heard of it, but she went, oh, this is new, and it looks like my grandkids will like it, and she bought it <laughs> and brought it home. Yeah. And so we got it, and we read it, and then, like, in a year, all of a sudden, it was the biggest freaking thing we'd ever heard of, and we were like, are you kidding me? Yeah. This book that just got dropped in our laps because <laughs> for no reason, really, yeah, it's... was just like it's just like there. This it's the biggest thing in the universe. Okay, yeah. sure, why not? And it's it's so cool. So like so like my my Devin and my mom like love the Harry Potter series. They really enjoyed reading it and all of that. And they're always like, you need to read them. You have to read them. And like I said, I would love to, but it's it's so funny because. I was introduced to Harry Potter through the movies. And I remember, like, as soon as we got out, I, I think we went and saw her at, like, the Providence Place Mall. And I remember getting out of the theater and being like, Mom, draw a lightning bolt on my head. Like, <laughs> I am Harry Potter. I, I want to be Harry Potter. I am Harry Potter. So, like, I loved it as a kid. I, I love the movie. I love the magic. I love anything with magic in general. But it was just like, uh, this is so cool. It's like he can he can talk to snakes and all of that. Like, this is, I want to be him. I want to be Harry Potter. Draw a thunder, like, uh, adding a thunderbolt to my face will make me Harry Potter. Let's do it. Um, and it's just like, I never needed, felt the need or... I, yeah, I guess the need. I never felt the need to like go and read the books because I had the movie, and I think that is just continued. What's really, um, what's really strange about that is that I finished. You know, the seventh book obviously came out a couple of years before even the sixth movie or yes, anything. So yeah. that point, well, and that was about the time that I checked out of the movies. <laughs> I think I saw Half Blood Prince in theaters. Maybe I definitely never saw either of the Deathly Hallow parts. Yeah, no. Like I to this day have never watched them. <laughs> yeah. Because I read the book and I was done. Like exactly. I was done with that story. I also very clearly remember working at Target when that book came out. And first off, we had like oh, one no. of our security people standing at the end of the aisle <laughs> as people were like coming into the it? book oh. but I, I just like i remember the but the best one was this guy walks up to the to the display no one else around 
picks up the book, flips to the epilogue, <laughs> reads it, and goes, oh, cool, and puts it down and walks away. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> it was like, that's it. Didn't have to spend the money. That's Didn't fantastic. have to read the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, like, I've seen I've seen Sorcerer's Stone. Wait, right? Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I've seen up until uh, Order of the Phoenix. And the Order of the Phoenix movie, I I could not follow. I, for some reason, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. I'll need to watch it again. And I just never have. So I've never gone on to like, watch the Deathly Hallow movies or Half-Blood Plints or anything like that. And plus, it's like Prisoner of Azkaban and the um, Goblet of Fire are two of my favorite like Harry of the Harry Potter movies that I've seen. Those are my two favorite. Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. And it's like, why would I want to watch anything else when I have Prisoner of Azkaban? And it's like, I should want to like sit down and read the book. And it's like, but I don't get distracted when I watch movies. I get distracted when I read a book. So, and I think that's why I gravitate towards movies more now than I do towards books because I can sit down and completely engross myself in the movie, but for some reason I cannot do that when it's when it's a book. You know? Yeah. So, no, I get it. Also, yeah. <clears throat> Order of the Phoenix is just the worst because that's when they're all just <laughs> angsty yeah. pissy teenagers and I remember very clearly I reading them Order <laughs> I very clearly remember reading the the Order of the Phoenix and going, man, I just, I, you're all just the worst right now. What is going on? You're all just friends from college. Basically, I mean, they're just all whining about everything that happened with like, because the end of Goblet of Fire is just like the first like big downer yes. ending kind yeah. of moment for that series. And apparently the reaction to that by those characters was to then whine for 600 pages. <laughs> Come on. Get and over then they it, ended guys. that by just killing more people. So, I mean. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like. Then I realized, oh, this, there's not going to be a lot more high points to these lies anymore, is there? <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, so, that's the first part of my week, I guess. Holy crap. That's... Hold on. That was uh, that was 36 minutes on yeah. books. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we haven't done that before. No, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't. I don't generally like. I have a lot of feelings towards books. I don't generally get to like throw them out there. And now I've been able to, <laughs> and it will be there uh, forever. Let's see. The other thing that happened this weekend is all of the CW shows started coming back. Uh, okay. Like all the DCW shows started coming back, uh, which also meant I had to go back and finally finish season three of Supergirl for whatever reason. Never finished the last like three episodes. So you've um, seen the ending. So I've seen of all of. Three. I've seen all of. Uh, yeah, season three of Supergirl. And in fact, before we got on this call, I was watching the season premiere. Uh, so I have, <laughs> so I, have not, watched... I have not watched the season premiere. It's it's very good and um uh nicole mains great coming in as as nia Nall, mm. and it's very interesting the stuff that they're doing with a lot of the stuff that happened at the end of season three um which is like crazy but, crazy but the thing that the thing that actually blew my mind about about season three and the reason that i, I like supergirl so much is that they just unabashedly don't care that they're very obviously you know doing like very political stories with things oh yeah. like oh, yeah. even from season one like very much like like hyper 
hyper-feminist stories and very liberal stories and all of that. But the two episodes of season three that I think really hit me were um, there is a, well, very quick spoiler alert. I don't think it's a, it's not a huge spoiler because you learn about it pretty quickly after the character is introduced. But um, have you seen any of the episodes with the Guardian? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wait. Uh, and- yes. Yes, I have. Basically, they're Batman. Yeah, yeah. when he <laughs> um, reveals himself, are you going to talk about that episode? Yes, that episode yes. and okay. th- another episode before that when he's discussing revealing himself. Whether or not he'll reveal himself, yeah. Because Those episodes they, are crazy. Because they just... Um, so in this version of Supergirl, Jimmy Olsen is, um, actually becomes her boss at some point mm-hmm. and is a black man, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, I mean, great actor, great choice, and also very definitive choice by them uh same thing with martian manhunter and having john jones portray himself as a black man when he is not in his martian form yes like they have discussed both of them a couple of times about that that discussion that discussion of like why did you why did you choose a form that you knew was gonna like bring so much hate behind it and it's like because i you know like it's not a that that whole speech was, oh, yeah. So the CW the, the CW so DC beautiful. shows in general attempt these like big grand things sometimes, and they can often be very clunky and very mm. cheesy and very like pull on the heartstrings obvious things they're doing, but that... the acting from those guys really sells yeah. it. So there is an episode where Jimmy is trying to decide if he's going to reveal he's been doing this vigilante work as the guardian, and what his fears are about that. And he talks about his fear being that people will see that it's a black man that's been protecting them and they will turn on him. And I was like, Holy shit. They went there. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, like I did not expect a, I don't, ex- I, I, I expect the CW to try and make those comments and then usually fall. There's an episode of arrow. That's like all about gun control that they completely just kind of miss the wall. Well, it's not that they missed the ball. Like their answer was very much, "Oh, we can come up with this form of legislation that has absolutely no detail that you'll ever hear that both preserves people's rights to own guns and makes people feel safe." And that is literally all they say about it. You well, get absolutely no idea how they do it. They just say they're going to do it, and then they sign a piece of paper. <laughs> okay, so that's that's interesting because it's two CW shows. Because you think right, of how then, they they handle it in Supergirl, and it's like. Um, John is uh, he he does not he sees what guns can do and like the damage that they can have because someone almost <clears throat> dies right I don't I don't remember right. exactly so, someone, um, so someone what happens so that's the other epi- right that's the other episode I was that, that I was I was, I really loved is that um yes someone attacks like their business or their, their there's a lawyer that gets fired yes. and the gun he is using is modeled after the guns that their agency uses because the company that they contracted that for took the design and, and made what they called up. a civilian version of it exactly it so started selling them Which and so like, it becomes a, is yeah. super scary because yeah if you can make money off of it why like that's what people are going to do but The fact that and the way that they handled that of John being like we're becoming non-lethal and in the same season by the the way yeah exactly because that was season six of of uh, of Arrow and then season three of Supergirl which were happening at the same time oh wow yeah 
that's crazy <laughs> that like you can handle it so well in one in one show and like not as well in the other because supergirl i was like it started i'm like oh god it's gonna be a gun control episode like okay let's see where it goes like this could be a little shaky but when he gives his speech on the stairs and he's like if any of you want to leave i do not fault you for that you can leave you are more than free you are more than welcome to go but and people leave like they actually show people and people turn around and start walking out and there's like there really is there's no animosity there's like no uproar there's nothing like it is very peaceful and like it is normal it is a normal conversation that adults have and and then he's like i'm sorry if any of you like disagree with what i'm saying but we are here to protect people. We are here to make sure that the the city is safe. And if people are using our weapons to kill people, we are no longer protecting the city. And so, what, I, what I love about the structure of that like, episode is it is an episode in which the other plot going on during that is that Supergirl is off planet. Mm-hmm. She is just not there for all of yes, this. Yeah. And again, it is Jimmy that comes in and, and convinces or, or like has the whole conversation with John about it. And so, again, this show that it, the two black male leads like first off opens with a black guy protecting a cop from a military grade weapon. Yep being fired at him which is like a whole image and then the fact that it is the two black men who are running this like this government agency mm-hmm. are the ones that are coming in and saying yeah we need to stop using guns exactly. <laughs> like... yeah because yeah and it, it just makes sense like yes of course as soon as you see that your weapons are being created as like you're using them to save people, but other people are using them to kill people. Yeah, no, like we can't, we can't do that anymore. There are other ways. We have this futuristic technology that will help us protect people better than these guns will ever do. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it was a really cool way to handle the whole, the whole gun, you know, debacle that that we as a world went through yeah, and, and are just, still very, going through. And it's, and I think um, it really comes down to the fact that it took a stand on it. Yeah. Again, yes. I think the biggest problem with the arrow episode is it very does not want to take a stand of any kind for yeah. whatever reason, which is, um, which is just like different writing teams and different. I mean, it's also different just writing styles for the shows. Exactly. Like from its inception, Supergirl has been a very political show. Mm-hmm. They have not hidden that they have not shied away from it. Um, you, when you do get around to watch the starting season four, it's all, it's immigration. It's yeah. an immigration story that they're doing like okay. full on. So, so like they yeah. have never shied away from just like swinging for the fences on that sort of thing, as opposed to arrow, which in its sixth year is still trying to even figure out what kind of show it is if it's not Batman. Right. And so like, so I'm not surprised that they wanted to do that show that because of everything that's been going on. And at the same time, I just don't think that's like their thing. Mm. Yeah, really. it's, so. it's crazy, too, to, like, compare Arrow and Supergirl, because Arrow is the only other CW show that I've actually ever seen anything of at. Mm, I've seen some of Flash. Uh, like, I saw the Flash and Supergirl crossover, the musical episode, and I really like that, but I've never, like, seen a lot of the Flash stuff. But I started watching Arrow, and I got, like, ten minutes into the, fr- the, the pilot episode, and I'm like, I cannot 
it's it's so this hard for the first the first three seasons so of that bad. show the first three seasons of that show are the dark knight trilogy yeah, and but... like very clearly the dark knight trilogy and it's just like it's it was obviously very hard for them to get away from that because then you get into season four is a little awkward yeah. and season five really starts to pick that stuff up and then season six is finally where they hit their groove of uh the 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 all of the the DC shows in general have started to kind of figure out this idea that like they obviously have like their through line season their through line season story and they obviously have their like monster of the week kind of stories or like criminal of the week kind of thing but the other thing that they've also kind of started to figure out is that they should be theming their seasons about stuff mm. uh, like season 3 of supergirl is all about like parenthood and family yes from start to finish like the main story is all about them you know befriending this single mother and turns out that there's something wrong with her and then the concern is for her daughter and everybody starts to find, kind of figure out where their place is as like a family member and all of that and it took arrow a long time to get to that point because season five is is a lot like that too and then season six is you know very much about like the things you do as a single parent versus like versus your job and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like they finally started to figure out how to grind, how to ground it in more human terms of things. Yeah. Um, as opposed um, to just telling silly comic book stories. Yeah. Have you, this is, this is kind of weird and it's not really out of nowhere, but ha have you ever seen the Cape? No, I have not. I've always wanted to track it down though. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we own it digitally. Like I, I think I could, somehow send you episodes i'm sure it's somewhere um, I'll find it. it's somewhere so for some reason when have, do you know about the cape like have you seen i know the cape exists on, uh, i know the cape existed <laughs> that's all okay. i know so like pretty much a guy um he gets he he gets like this he gets how do i how do i do this without like giving too much away he gets framed for, he's a cop I believe I haven't seen it in a while, but he's, he's a cop, I believe. And he gets framed for a murder. And so he has to like go on the run. And, um, he like meets up with a circus group, like a traveling circus. And they have like in their possession, a magical Cape. Uh, I'm going to say it's magical. Um, and it has like these superhuman, the Cape has like super, quote unquote human abilities um that the guy has to like kind of learn how to use and and um do all that but the the style and like the lighting and even the the cape like outfit costume itself is very much like he has a hood he and and he has like the the cape can kind of hide itself in ways too so when I saw, like, promos for Arrow, I was getting, like, a lot of Kate vibes. <laughs> so I was so, 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 so excited. And I'm like, I need to watch Arrow because it's going to be like watching the Cape. And it wasn't. <laughs> I think and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I just can't get into it. Um, I think you would like The Flash more if you gave that a chance because I it is a much lighter show. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, which that. still has very good dramatic moments because Grant, Grant Gusterson is an excellent actor. Oh, yeah. and they all are on that oh, show. Yeah, but, definitely. but I mean, but it is definitely like a much 
much kind of goofier show. Yeah. Um, Arrow, Arrow kind of suffered opening the new DC universe. Uh, I shouldn't say DC universe. That's a whole other thing. Titans is a thing we're going to talk about next week, I think, after I've watched the second episode. Is Speaking it? of that. I need to oh, watch the first two episodes. Oh, you do you? I mean, no, the second episode comes out this week. So they're still doing it weekly. Okay. They're doing like weekly releases. So the first episode is out. It is, mm, it is not good. Okay. <laughs> It Excited. Is exactly um, what I will watch. But I, anyway. I, so I'm anyway, going to try and watch it for yeah, next week. Yeah. I will give that to Ar- you. Yeah. So Arrow really suffers from being the show that came after Smallville. Um, mm. Because what really happened is, um, so Smallville is on for 10 years. And then what's really weird is that there was a big thing with Smallville for years where they were not going to put anybody in a costume. It was this weird part of superhero tv and movie time like this is also the same time that like the x-men movies had come out where everybody's wearing just like black leather jumpsuits and nobody's in a costume and that kind of thing where and there was literally a thing that they called no tights no flights in super in in smallville (laughs) which meant no one gets in a costume and superman never flies because that was going to be the last thing he learned as superman Spoiler alert, I don't think he ever learns it. Really? Uh, oh, wow. No. That's a downer. I think the, he might, uh, he might, it might be implied at the end of the last episode. I'll let you know in whatever I get there, but I do know that, like, the most that they ever show him in a costume is the very last shot of the film, of the, 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 the show, I think, is him film. opening the shirt to the, is him opening the shirt to the S, and that's it. Because, because oh, wow. it started out where that show was never going to go for 10 years. We're going to go for like four or five, and that was it. Um, and then it got so big that they were like, well, we have to keep going. But also Tom Welling was like, but if you put me in a Superman costume, I will never get away from being Superman. Exactly. God, please don't put me in that costume. Yeah. And it became this very weird thing where they had to go years trying to figure out how to do a Superman show without putting Superman in it. And then I, I'm going to say it's because of Spider-Man. I think it's I think it is. Spider-Man comes out and Dark Knight or Batman Begins come out and all of a sudden superhero movies and stuff are huge again in a good way they're not super cheesy and they're not dumb and they're not they're being written well and all of that and so for some reason the after as smallville is winding down rather than wrap this all together because they had greed arrow at the end of smallville Mm. they went nah screw we're just gonna hire a whole new guy get a whole new writing team and start a whole (laughs) new show and that's when arrow comes on literally like a year after after smallville ends Arrow comes on. Really? It's a oh, brand wow. new actor. Like, like with it, maybe two, I want to say. But I want to say it's just a year. It, like, Because that was the other thing that threw me off is that like Smallville was still going on when I was in college. And I didn't realize it. It started when I was in middle school. Like, and it was going until I was in college. And I didn't realize it until people went, oh, did you see the Smallville finale? And I was like, there's a finale what? now? What? what? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I feel like Arrow started while, Arrow started while I was in college. And it was either, like, my junior or my senior year. And the fact that you just said there was only a year between Smallville and Arrow, I thought Smallville ended when I was in high school. No, Smallville started like, in 2000 or 2001, ends in 2010, and then Arrow starts in 2011 because they're on their seventh season now. Arrow started while I was in high school? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and that's just it. I like, it all kind of blends together. high school? That's crazy to me. But then it's only then it's only like season three before Flash comes into the picture. So yeah. like you got two years of just Arrow and being kind of broody and dark with Dark Knight and Dark 
and and all of that coming out. And so like DC is trying to figure out how to separate their shows from the movies and get away from Smallville because they they want to put people in costumes now because they realize that costumes are a good thing. But DC also has this weird thing where they split their comics, their TV and their movies. So like the movie division can stop people from using characters. Which is why, like, which is great, isn't it? Which like is that... which is why Bruce Wayne never showed up in Smallville. Yeah, like that was a big thing. Like, because Batman was for the movies. Um, it also got really weird when, at the end of season five of Smallville, when Superman Returns comes out, instead of just ending Smallville there and having Superman Returns, all of a sudden Smallville they decide it's going to continue, and now they hit they start trying to wrap all of this weird stuff from Superman returns a bad movie yeah. into Smallville, which is messing up the stuff that they, the storytelling they were doing on TV. <laughs> it's this whole mishmash of craziness. So like, so it's, it's like when flash finally comes out, like that is the show that really solidifies DC television separate from everything. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it's in with the Arrowverse. And it's, it's it's all of this stuff, but like I think that was DC really stake. I think that was the television division really staking their claim and being like, "We're gonna keep this thing going while you guys figure out your movie stuff because you clearly have no idea what, what you're doing." The hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Oh man, well. <laughs> so, oh, and char- the new charm started, which it did start. Is it good? Okay. Did you watch it? I- I did. It's okay. A little of the act. Some of the acting's a little rough, but yeah. I'll I'll watch it again. I mean, it's a pilot. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's gonna change. But um, it's again much like Supergirl, not hiding any of the like feminist bent of things. One yeah. of the characters, literally, is just like the angry feminist because, oh, wow. like, because I think it was that she was like into a lot of the the feminist activist stuff uh, before the mother passes away. Like that's how the show opens is their mother dies um and so like with the death of her mother she goes like way into angry feminist mode basically for a few months and and so her kind of i'm crazy angry feminist acting is a little rough to watch sometimes um so luckily i think with a lot of that kind of being resolved through that pilot episode that will change um but i'm excited for it sure i'll give it a shot i never watched the original i have no idea why i I, had um... it have access to it i've just never bothered to sit down i I know amy yeah yeah. i remember like having charmed on but i don't remember fully watching it like i remember liking things that i saw from it um i remember angel (laughs) like yeah i was very I, i didn't even know the new charmed was happening until like a month like maybe like a month ago maybe like a couple weeks ago um and like I saw it, and I'm like, Char- charm? What? Yeah, just do like just do like the CW news. What? Learned that there was <laughs> yeah. more stuff coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now so now their Sunday night is Supergirl leading into Charmed. It's a oh there you girl, go. That's it's a like a girl feature. power block. Yeah, yeah. girl power double <laughs> uh, feature. So yeah, again, definitely check out Flash if if okay. like you ever just like need, need something. Something, something that's like if you want because it's closer to Supergirl than it yeah. is like yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, well I'm pretty I'm pretty uh engrossed in the Dragon Prince right now oh um, yeah um I have three three or four episodes left because there's how, only nine yeah how are you feeling about like the look of it and stuff because that's the thing that I, seems to be like dividing people about no, it I really really like it you do good I, good it took me some getting used to but I got I mean whatever it's it it worked for me there, there were 
there are just moments where they'll have they'll have like this flowing movement and it just looks gorgeous um like there there's the the there's the the episode where have you seen all of them i've not the whole thing okay yeah. so you know the episode where rayla is like i'm afraid of water but i can't yes. be afraid of water like all of the water stuff is beautiful it was like netflix was like we will give you a frame budget yeah. And it was like you get you you whatever however many frames you need is going to cost you. And so they really just were like, okay, well there are scenes where you're going to very clearly see the frame cuts yeah. and then there are scenes that are going to flow so beautifully and yeah. stand out. Like the whole tree the whole tree fight is think is in that same scene, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. That same episode? Yeah. That whole that whole tree fight with the with the with the guy that's following them is yeah. just so well done. Yeah. It's, it's... so beautifully animated for that. I think there was so. one there was one part like within the first like two episodes where I saw like jolty animation. I'm like, oh, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Don't know what just happened there. We're going to continue on. But like I really I love the story. I love I love the characters like it's it's it it basically just feels like the last airbender. It yeah, literally I'm very just excited feels to like see where same, it goes next. Yeah. And I, they, I they hope like, it, officially got they officially got picked up for a oh, second season at least. Good. Yes. Okay, that makes so. me very happy because I was kind of nervous. Like, um, the fact that it was only nine episodes kind of made me nervous because usually it's like, I mean, it's ten. Like, yeah, one more episode. Usually you see Netflix shows being like ten or thirteen episodes. So right. The fact that it was nine was like, oh, okay. That to hmm. me says more <laughs> that the creators were like, we know what we need to tell this story like mm. they didn't want to overdo it probably okay. yeah like that's 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 the kind of impression i got i mean who knows it could also be that they that's just what they were given but yeah. like like but, uh, netflix is usually pretty good about like whatever kind of length you need like episodes can be longer or shorter and yeah. so if you only need nine episodes you only need nine episodes but exactly uh, that's true i guess i never i never looked at it that way but i was i was like more nervous that i did i wasn't sure if there was going to be a fan base um, but I, I kind of have a, a way of like basing off fan bases now and it's, it's kind of lame, but you, what <laughs> I was just going to say, you should follow their Twitter account okay. at some point I, I'll, because I will do the, that. um, the person, which is, this is weird that we live in a society where this is a thing now. I know, I don't know the person that runs their account. I know of the person that runs mm. their social media account because mm -hmm. she just came from another website I follow regularly. So like when she left that site to go do this job, like a bunch of people followed her. Um, but and yeah. so like there's a lot of like fan art that gets retweeted from yes. them and oh, cool. just a bunch okay. of jokes. I think the first thing that she tweeted, this is how we knew it was her, by the way, is that the first thing that comes out on the, the official Dragon Prince Twitter account when no one has seen anything from it yet. It just says Dragon Big. That's all it says. Dragon Big. <laughs> it's like okay. All so righty then. So it's gonna be that kind of account then. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. No. So like Devin, Devin and I were watching Black Clover, and Devin's like, you know, I really don't know if there's a big fan base for this or if it's just us. So like, hold on, Devin. Let me show you something. So I pull up Pinterest. Oh God! Um, and I bait now. I kind of it's more within like the last couple of years where I base like a fandom 
or like a fan base based on how many Pinterest things show up. Oh my god! <laughs> and, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I use Twitter like that too, yeah, so I shouldn't be so, laughing. But I think it's just the fact that I don't use Pinterest, so that sounds so I, strange to me. So <laughs> there's a joke. Uh, one of my coworkers makes a joke about how like I'm like an old woman because I use t- Pinterest, but I don't use Pinterest for ideas i used to when i was in college when i was an ra in college i used pinterest for ideas for event ideas but now it's like this is where i get my um pictures like my cool pictures from the internet is pinterest so (laughs) instead of like imager or or reddit or anything i use pinterest And it's kind of lame. I can see why you know it's kind of lame. I don't but... know how the – is there a comment system on Pinterest at all? Yeah. There is? Okay, because yeah. I would have said that – because that's the, that's the thing. I don't use Reddit very often anymore. And Twitter is nothing but people commenting on exactly. things. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of using Pinterest where it's just I get to see the thing I want to see and not interact with other humans mm-hmm. might actually – be the most calming thing I've ever heard. Oh, there there used to be, um, I used to in college and like, I don't do it so much anymore, but there have been times where I will literally just like scroll through Pinterest for like an hour. And it really is like, it's calming. Like you get to see a lot of cool art that you wouldn't normally get to see on in anywhere else. Maybe Instagram. Instagram is the closest thing where like, as far as me, like, if I just scroll through, I can see some cool art from people. Um, but, yeah, it's it's also cool because you, you say that there's a, um, there's a comment thing. But if you don't want to see the comments, you don't have to. You can – they're very easy to just, like, scroll past. It's a very happy shudder up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the, – the whole way that Pinterest is, is designed – works for me because yeah if i don't want to read what people say i don't have to it's it's really kind of well hidden but it's also like you will click on a picture or you'll tap on a picture and then you can scroll and you'll just have like infinite things and you can that are related to it and then you can hit something else and again infinite things that are related to it and it's like you can go down a deep rabbit hole you can go down a deep hole and be like wait that sounds wrong. Uh, anyways, going past it. <laughs> um, like I was gonna let it go. Yeah, <laughs> it just I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, but like you can get pretty far into Pinterest and be like, wait, what was I looking at before? And and there have been times where I've been looking at pictures and then I mean to save one and I just blaze through it and I'm like, wait, now I don't remember the picture I wanted to save. Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, it's Pinterest is like my favorite quote-unquote social media i think i think and i i think that's uh that's where this episode should end i think so too <laughs> i mean i've got nothing left uh, i have nothing else for yeah okay yeah cool. no i mean yeah I'm well good. then i think we did a good job i can't i can't believe we started this with i have no idea what to talk about <laughs> and then we spent 40 minutes talking about books, books. so clearly um, it works sometimes it if you just if you just <laughs> Start pulling and see what happens. Um, so this has been Say Report Junior, a uh, podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. You can uh, follow us uh, multiple places now. On Ooh. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, which is also Say Report Junior. You can follow us on Twitter, at Say Report Junior. And then you can follow us individually. I am at Zerwiski. And I am at Dale's Brain. And with all of that, <laughs> 
I think we should go get some ice cream. I agree. And send it off to Liz. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.